Two, and I'm the host today. I've been playing around with Slacks. So Slacks uh, 6.0 point, right now it's up to 2, um, is a cool little portable distro based on, predictably enough, Slackware. Uh, it is designed for USB thumb drives and uh, live CDs. And uh, me and Monsterb, or Monsterb, uh, who I met in IRC, we're kind of playing around with it uh, after someone in the Slack's IRC channel, which is a low-traffic IRC channel, by the way, so if you if you try out Slack's and go there, don't expect an answer too quickly. Uh, but someone in the IRC channel in Slack's had mentioned that he was having trouble installing Slack's, which struck me as odd because the my, my initial installation of it went really, really well, super smooth. I'd never done it before, but it was just kind it just kind of worked. So I went back and tried it again and started having having problems. So I wanted to do an episode on on maybe some of the pitfalls about installing Slacks uh, that you might be able to avoid after some sort of digging around and some mistakes that I made, uh, as well as some of the cool things about Slacks that you can do once you get it onto a thumb drive. So what is Slacks? Okay, like I said, it's a Slackware-based distribution portable and it can be persistent so you can make changes on it and actually maintain your changes which is kind of cool. Why would you want to use Slacks over say Puppy Linux or DSL or um, any of those other little portable distros? No reason necessarily. Um, Slacks I wanted to use mainly because I'm familiar with, I'm, I'm, I'm more familiar with Slackware than I am with for instance you know, Puppy Linux or DSL. I, I know Slackware, so I thought that it might be a good idea to go with Slack, something that I knew. And the, the moment I tried it, I was very, very happy that I did. It's very, it's not only familiar if you do know Slackware, but it's really fast. It's the the performance is nice. It's got a really cool little KDE desktop, and it just runs really well, from what I can tell, on lots of different machines. So I was I was really impressed with it. It's also got a really cool uh, module structure, which I'll get into a little bit later, uh, so that you can really kind of add two slacks and customize it for yourself. So the initial thing you want to start out with is just verifying the media. Obviously, if you go in and, and try to install slacks on a USB thumb drive that doesn't work, uh, you're going to have problems pretty much right away. So it's really good to just make sure that you've got a thumb drive that is known to be reliable, I tested it on a Memorex. I've tested it on some unknown brand um, that I forget. I mean, I that I just got for free from like Staples, you know. And I, I've tried it also on on the little thumb drive that one gets if one joins the FSF. So 
now you know that I'm a member of FSF. But um, yeah, if you join the FSF, you get a little. You can opt to get a little thumb drive. It's like 256 megabytes. That's just enough for Slacks to fit onto, plus a couple of modules, uh, and that works really well too. It's it's really nice because it's a really really small thumb drive. It's a very small form factor. So those all three are known to work. And obviously, I'm sure. I mean, in theory, anything should work. But I'm just saying, know what thumb drive you've got. Know that it's a reliable drive. Try to eliminate that variable uh, from the get-go. Which file system should you use? I guess the most common one to use, and the most universal, I suppose, would be VFAT. I didn't use that, or I, I did on one uh, on a couple of attempts. Uh, I used uh, EXT2. I believe somewhere on a Slack site I saw that XFS was also a really good idea. It doesn't really matter as such. It will matter in terms of what you end up formatting the drive as to which shell script you're going to run while you're installing Slacks. And this, I, I, I believe that this is probably one of the, the major pitfalls when people are trying to install it. Uh, you have to run a certain script, shell script if you've used a VFAT and an entirely different shell script if you're using EXT2 or XFS. So just be aware of what file system you are using and uh, if you don't know you can you can create a you can you can you can format the the USB drive with a simple terminal command uh, you simply you unmount the the device so it's u mount space slash dev slash you know wherever your USB drive is so it could be SDA1 it could be SDB1 whatever and then uh, you're going to run mkfs dot vfat space slash dev slash sdb1 in my case uh, so wherever the usb drive is and that will format the drive as a vfat uh, if you want to do the ext2 thing it's going to be mkfs.ext2 space slash dev slash sdb1 and so on that will erase all the data on the drive as they tell you time and time again on the Slack's uh, installer files, so if you're doing that, make sure that you've got all your data off the drive. Okay, so then you need to download Slack's, which you can find at slacks.org. Be aware that there is a CD-ROM image and there's a USB thumb drive image, so download the one that fits your needs. So if you download it, it'll download, let's say, to your desktop, uh, and then you're going to want to untar that, that tarball directly onto the USB drive. That's just the easiest way to do it because definitely someone I was speaking to was having trouble making doing the install because it was nested in a folder uh, on the thumb drive. So the path was wrong. Um, so to, to make sure that you avoid any kind of problem with that, the easiest way, again, from the terminal, you simply uh, make sure that the USB drive is mounted and then you would CD space slash for instance, media slash USB drive, wherever you happen to know that the thing is mounted. Uh, then you will tar space dash XVF space tilde slash desktop slash slacks dash 6.0.2. tar. That will untar the slacks uh, package directly onto the USB drive in the exact manner that it needs to be. So it's it's very helpful. So once you have it untarred, you're going to run the script. And this is where it gets vaguely tricky. 
because you need to make sure that you're running the correct script for what file system you have made your USB drive. You can either do sudo, or if your distro doesn't use sudo, just use su and enter your password, uh, sudo space dot slash boot slash boot inst dot sh if you are going to, if, if your drive is vfat. That will install it without any catches. Now, if you've done ext2 or xfs, then you're going to want to do sudo space dot slash boot slash lilo inst.sh. And that's really important because it will not work if you do the wrong one. And they don't make, I didn't notice that it was a huge, I mean, they don't have like a big warning sign in the installer files or anything. So you need to just kind of be on top of that, know what you're doing. Now, another catch is that whilst installing, it's going to need to run a lilo binary file. And this lilo binary file will only run on the architecture, the chip, the CPU architecture, um, you know, that it is a binary for. Um, so I know for sure that it will fail on, for instance, a PowerPC chip. It will work fine on an, an i386 architecture or 686 architecture, you know, the, the typical Intel architecture. I don't have an AMD chip to try this on, um, and I don't know enough about the differences between AMD and Intel except that typically if you're downloading an ISO, you have to make sure that you're getting that ISO for either AMD or Intel. So I'm assuming there could be a problem there. So if you're on an AMD system and you're trying to install this and it isn't working, if it, if it hangs at Lilo, it's because your chip architecture is wrong. So you'll need to find an Intel machine possibly to install this on. If you're installing from Windows, which I did not, and I do not have access to a Windows machine to test it on, you can simply, you can be in Windows, there's an installer.bat file. So presumably you will know how to run that on Windows and you run that and I guess it'll work. Again, I, I do not have access to that, so I haven't tried it, but I have asked about two people on IRC how they installed it uh, w after they had done successful installs and what they had done was just do it via Windows. Um, and I guess that probably circumvents any kind of weird file system issue since I'm sure Windows probably doesn't recognize EX2 or um, XFS. So you're probably just dealing with a VFAT. So once you have it installed and it's ready to go, obviously you need to make sure that your BIOS settings are correct to be able to boot off of it. Getting into BIOS is usually as simple as hitting F2 during boot or sometimes it's escape during boot or delete during boot and just set it so that the USB is a bootable, you know, the booting from USB is enabled and uh, preferably higher in the sequence than your hard drive or else it will just boot off the hard drive because it won't ever get past the hard drive. But once you have it installed and you, you've booted up off of it, you can easily make Slacks uh, a persistent file, uh, a persistent environment. And in all actuality, I haven't even had to do this. It's actually just being persistent for me. I don't know if this is an update that they've made for 6.0. Um, right now, it's being persistent for me. And the way to make it persistent, if it is not persistent for you, is simply make a directory on your flash drive. You can call it, for instance, slacksrc. Uh, and then when you get to the boot up screen, you can use a boot parameter 
changes equals slash slacks RC, and then slacks knows where to put all of your changes and where to find them again later on. So I'm assuming there's probably a way to modify the Lilo uh, config file to to make that boot parameter a constant thing. I, I haven't really played around with that lately, but if you go listen to Dan uh, Washko's uh, episode, HPR episode, about uh, specifically, obviously, the Lilo episode, you will find all the kind of information that you need to make that happen. The modules that Slacks has is a really cool feature. These are basically Slack packages, so they're 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 basically just .tgzs that you can actually there's a there's a utility on Slacks to convert a Slack package to a Slacks module. So and and there are sites with Slacks modules available, and you can add these modules to a folder in in on your USB drive. You can identify that as your module folder, and then when you boot up, you will have those programs available to you. So you can keep adding to Slacks in you know really easily with with these little packages basically in some events you're not going to be able to get to a computer's bios in order to make it bootable from a usb drive in that case don't forget that you do have the live cd option you could use that that's what i ended up having to do at work since i work around macs and wanted to boot up off of the thumb drive and the newest uh, incarnation of macs do not use open firmware, so you can't access any kind of uh, firmware setting for the boot sequence, and it simply will not boot off of the USB uh, drive, tried everything, and just doesn't work. So you could probably hack the EFI firmware by downloading a developer kit from Intel and and installing it on, on the Mac, but you'd probably end up breaking the Mac, and I can't really afford to do that at my job right now, so I haven't done it. But the live CD is an option. It works really well. I've been using that quite a bit at work. So um, either way, Slacks is, is highly enjoyable. It's a great little system. Runs really, really fast, probably because it's pared down, but also probably because it's on solid state, so you're not physically waiting for really anything. So it's, it's a great little solution for... Um, for a quick Linux fix if you're on the go, and uh, it's a really cool system, so give it a shot. If you've not tried uh, Slackware, this could be a great introduction to it. It's it's pretty much, you know, you boot it up and it's, it's kind of ready to go. It doesn't have any of the classic, you know, scary Slackware kind of things that you have to configure. So um, try it out, and you might uh, you might like it. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.